Welcome to Otaku the Town, a podcast truly about anime, I guess, or whatever. I'm Elliot. I'm Kayla. And there is no Paul here today. Not today. That's right, listeners. I finally did it. Paul's dead. <laughs> I can't I can't speak to where he is, current location, or anything like that, but there is every chance that he is dead in the woods. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a shallow grave. <sighs> um, on oh, that yes. note... <laughs> I mean, one good rainstorm, and uh, maybe you'll find him, listener. Totally, yeah. Maybe that will be you. Check your storm drain. Um, speaking of dead, uh, what's also dead to us this week is the show Naruto. We are not discussing it this week. No? Did you check that intro at the beginning? Did it sound like Naruto music to you? I really hope it didn't. I really hope it didn't, because it's Elliot so much better. fucked up. I really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> be your fault, oh. so. See, I was judging the listener for not recognizing mm-hmm. how much better this music is than the average Naruto music, but but fair, I think the much more plausible scenario is that I just goofed. No, oh. no, it's fine. It's totally. Right. You'll, yeah. you'll do it. I, mm-hmm. I have faith in you. That, that classic intro to this infamous anime rocks. Um, no, uh, <laughs> this week we are talking about Cowboy Bebop. Uh pretty much one of the best anime series ever created. Yeah, like And that's generally uncontested. Totally. There's no there's no top X anime list that would not include this. Yes, it's true. Yeah. We we were trying to think of what we could watch during bonus shows and we were like trying to come up with, you know, other stuff that mm-hmm. was influential to us when we were younger and we spent a long time scrolling through various catalogs. We did. We saw some weird things. Some fucking weird ass things, which I mean, don't don't trip. We'll get to them. Um, and then Cowboy Bebop, it was it was like a ray of light from heaven. Yep. I feel like a, we all heard a chorus of angels yes. resound. Like the sun came out for the first time in a year. Our crops grew again. Um, yes. <laughs> because we realized this is what we watch when we do bonus episodes. <laughs> um, why do we do bonus episodes? Well, because Paul couldn't record today. So you're welcome. <laughs> Poor Paul. <laughs> but like... How good for you guys. Like, when we fuck up, you get more episodes. It's true. You get more episodes. You get episodes of a different anime that might be like a palate cleanser for you if you are ever getting weary of Naruto in the way that will inevitably happen to all of us. Absolutely. I am already so I was going to say, we're I like... I feel like I have been crossing 20-something episodes in, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so, so thirsty. I'm so thirsty for this ambrosia, yes. which we just consumed. Yeah, not only did we happen upon an oasis, mm-hmm. but it was actually like El Dorado. Yeah, and also our our childhood home yes. at the same time. Yes. Oh. Mm. Okay. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, so, we watched two episodes today. Yes. Uh, the first one, Session 1, Asteroid Blues. There's sessions. There's sessions. Not episodes, there's, there's sessions. It, I, I feel healed by the work of this show. I do as well. So, yeah, this was a session of work on me. It was a great me. session. Oh. Yeah. Um, so we start, uh, uh, we see this, this dude, um, maybe injured, maybe drunk, um, he's dropping what is clearly, like, the tenth cigarette that he's just chain-smoked onto this <laughs> pavement, um, and he starts, like, kind of stumbling through this gray alley, um, this, like, really beautiful sad music starts playing, um, and he drops a rose out mm-hmm. of his pocket into this puddle. It's been black and white up until this point, but the rose is red. Mm-hmm. Bright red. Bright like, red. Brilliant, it's also bloody raining. red. Mm-hmm. It's very noir. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I can't believe I didn't put that word in my notes. This whole <laughs> thing is super fucking noir. It really is. Yeah. It has a very, like, smooth, dark, and brooding vibe to it. Totally. Just like the jazz music that's playing. Oh my god, it's so good. It's beautiful. Um, and so uh, we see these raindrops hit the flower in this puddle, um, and then it's intercut uh, with scenes of this dude in some kind of super intense gunfight. In a church. In a church. Like, there's all this stained glass in the background, you're like, where, what, uh, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's clearly hit mm-hmm. in this gunfight. Um, but he grins. Yes. And There's he, this red blood coursing down his face. Again, this like bright it. flash of red color in this otherwise like grayscale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really intense. Uh, and then he pulls out something and seems to hit some kind of a button. Or I don't, I don't I think, know. Wasn't it? He was holding a bouquet of flowers. Oh. And it looked to me as though he threw the bouquet away and there was a gun. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. See, I couldn't even... Yeah. I mean, again, this is like flashes. Yes, it happens very, very um, quickly. And then we jump into the fucking intro. And then it cuts away. And, and we're in the away. intro, which is, as you heard, fantastic. Uh, maybe one of the best anime intros uh, of all time. Yep. Um, It's just, it's like so fucking like brassy and powerful. Yeah, it's um, very stylish and just cool. It just makes me want to like get the fuck up and like... I don't know, like detect a criminal. Yes. Or like fight somebody or fly really fast in space <laughs> or all of the above. Right. They have uh, great bold color choices. There's mm. like newsprint running in the background and it's martial arts, spaceships, tech, running, high heels, and I'm dead. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. It's like if a James Bond intro were also a space anime and there were five James Bonds and mm. one of the James Bonds was a dog. Yes. There we go. Yeah. It's, it so can't get any better than that. It's perfect? It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. I, I don't know if this is going to be entertaining for you guys, because normally <laughs> we're kind of like low-key shitting on this show and trying to make the most out of our, you know, our, 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 the, our poor meal of gruel. Yes. But this is just going to be us being like, and it was perfect. It was great and, and amazing, and I'm was, sorry you didn't see it with us. Yeah. And now this scene that we just described is the best scene I've ever seen. But don't worry. Actually, this next scene is the best scene I've ever seen. <laughs> just watch this show, guys. <laughs> just, yeah, just stop this podcast. Uh, if you are like half the people who I think you are and you haven't watched Cowboy Bebop yet, I'm disappointed in you as a friend and you need to do better. Yeah, time's up. Yeah. Go. Turn this off. Drive, are you on your commute to work? Go home. You're taking Go, a sick day you now. You are. Yeah. Paid time off is 100% worth it today. I'm excusing your absence. Go watch Cowboy Bebop episodes yep. one and two. Yes. Um, and then just At listen least. to this episode and like scream along with us. Yes. Um, All right. Then we were killed by a saxophone yep. and found mm-hmm. out that Sunrise actually released this series in 1998, which made me feel very old. Yeah, man. I definitely <sighs> watched this as a kid when it had like just come out. This might have been my first anime. It was on anime. like Adult Swim or something. Yeah. Like it was not... Just on regular TV, you have to stay up really late in order to see it and stuff like that. I remember I would never, like, I would be up watching TV too late, and I would never not watch this. Yeah. Like, if I ever saw it on, I was like, this is my next half hour. I'm, right? Yeah. Oh, I used to, because it would come on sometimes at 2 in the morning, mm-hmm. I would pretend to go to sleep <laughs> on Saturday night mm-hmm. and wait until my parents went to bed because I was deeply ashamed totally. of my sincere, unflinching love of anime, and I didn't want anyone to know about it. And I would get up... And go down into the basement and just, like, really quietly watch the show. Oh, totally. Because I couldn't not watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, a foot and a half away from the TV yeah. with the volume almost all the way down. Yes, and... but I was just like, this is yeah. so good. Uh-huh. I feel like I'm doing something dirty, but it's just so good. God. Well, and I mean, in fairness, this is this show has some adult themes. And actually, um, you know who's responsible who? for all that? You, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> not for the adult themes. Also a little bit for the adult I mean, themes. You got me into this show. I didn't really? know about it until you showed it to me our Aww. freshman year of high school. Aww. And then for my birthday later that year, because you could never, ever, ever depend on the very whimsical schedule yeah. of Toonami. Indeed, the, the, the time-warping, yes. lackadaisical schedule. Constantly going back to mm-hmm. jumping around in random episodes, restarting from the beginning after showing five episodes in mm-hmm. a row. Just, you couldn't depend on it. Mm-hmm. You gave me the DVD box set for my birthday. Uh, well, you're welcome. I have, <laughs> I, I believe this story. I have no recollection of it, but it, goes, it was very oh, impactful for me. The way to go past Elliot. It's a formative moment. <laughs> past Elliot did great. Oh, current Elliot is also doing great. I mean, I feel like I give a good birthday present like once every five years. I disagree yeah. with that assessment. <laughs> it's like every year, but that's fine. Well, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, I'm embarrassed. So uh, we flip to this uh, very like quiet scene in space. It's like there's this like mournful harmonica playing while all these ships fly through like space rings yes. uh, around this kind of like desolate brown planet. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the this is like the original space western. It is it absolutely. Is. At least to me, it was like my formative space western. Yeah, I always think absolutely. of Firefly as this like groundbreaking space western show, and like no, Cowboy Bebop beat you by a lot and yeah. probably inspired you. Got there first and prob I'm sure I'm yeah. sure it was an inspiration right uh, yeah those fucking nerds they were all over this anime right we actually started watching this in subtitles and then switched <laughs> over to the dub because that's what we both watched when we were in high school and it just felt very true to us and mm-hmm. also I mean there aren't a ton of good dubs out there no. and like it's it's fair to be a little bit snobby about subs versus dubs but mm-hmm. this one this dub is very very good this one I will 
pretty much always oh, watch. It was that. weird to listen. I mean, I watch subtitled anime all the time now. Right? And uh, then and the, yeah. I think the only other dub that I really advocate for is, and I've mentioned it before, and I'll mention mm. it again, and it's Yu Hakusho. Mm, mm-hmm. And it's because Kuwabara's oh my God. voice actor yeah. is so good. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it's I really so like Kuwabara because he looks like my brother, and when I'm mad at him, I make a Kuwabara voice, so I mimic what he's saying. Oh my god, your brother does look like him. Right? He's like if Kuwabara and Ron Perlman had a baby. I have to fan myself. <laughs> we'll I'm get dying. him on the show this time sometime. I'm dying, we will. Uh, um, I almost invited him today, actually. Next oh. time. He would fucking love to talk about Cowboy Bebop with us. <laughs> sure. Um, so we flip inside the Bebop, um, and we see um, the man from the intro, whose name is Spike. Um, we see Spike training his hot-ass muscled body in the dark while Daddy Jet cooks for him, is my note here. Well, that's what's happening. I mean, show me the lie. That's exactly what's happening. Jet is grilling, uh, what he calls green bell peppers and beef Mm -hmm. over an open flame, and it's like... The blue lighting of the open gas flame and, like, the blue sweat that's coming down Spike's face as he's just practicing his martial art is just so beautiful. There's actual, like, videography and, like, shot angles and, like, lighting that's being considered. I would watch this show if it was just the, like, the audio over the color palette. Right? Like, this is really, like, astonishingly beautiful. gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. And then the entire soundtrack is just amazing, like, (laughs) <laughs> Western and jazz pieces from Yoko Kano, who is just does Looking, an amazing job. It's so good. Like, I, I have all of these notes where I'm uh, just like, we don't deserve this. No one does. No one like, does. The soundtrack. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, God. Um, so these are our two protagonists. We've yes. got um, Spike, who is just like fucking hot as hell and was my first anime crush. Yes. Um, and his super muscled body. He's and a also, lean, mean kung fu machine. Mm-hmm. And we love him. A big poof of green hair. Yeah. Um, and then we have Jet, who's my dad and my husband, who yes. has kind of a robot arm. Yeah, he does have a prosthetic, and he also has a steel plate in his face mm-hmm. below his right eye, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's seen some shit. Yeah. Yeah. They have this kind of, like, almost like a buddy cop dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very fun. They're very yeah. self-deprecating, and they kind of shit on each other, but in an affectionate way. Totally. And it's, yeah, it's definitely got that, like, that classic, like, intergenerational buddy cop, where, like, yes. one of them is kind of the dad and kind of the older brother, right. and kind of just, like, frustrated the all the time. responsible one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's cooking dinner for him. He is! Um, but the joke is that, you know, it's bell pepper and beef, and there's, there's no beef. Mm-hmm. And that's all Spike can pay attention to. Like, these people are bounty hunters. um, And Jet is trying to explain that their next bounty um, is on this dude named Asimov Solensen. Um, But Spike is just like, what the fuck am I eating? Yep, he's just like, where's the beef? Where's the beef? He's like poking through it with his chopsticks and, where's the beef? Um... But We're old listeners. Yeah. <laughs> we remember this joke. That's even, like, I remember the joke, but honestly, that reference is frankly too old for us. Right? Even. Yeah, it's in God. Oh, man. Oh, Lord. Oh, I feel God. withered. Um, so s- they're going to Tijuana, mm-hmm. which is Basically. in space. Yep. Uh, I don't think it's Earth, is it? I, I didn't get the vibe that it was Earth. Either. I felt like it was, like, new Tijuana, mm-hmm. deep in space. Totally. But still looked like... A regular Earth city. Except, like, really fucking run down. Very run down. Like, I kind of loved it, because it was, like, a cool space shitty city that looked like shit. Like, they're, like, they're, like, spaceships flying back and forth, but they all look, like, crappy. Something that this show does really, really well, that's always close to the heart of it, is Mm. it's this fancy new sci-fi right alongside so many mundane and familiar things. Totally. And... Most of the people in this show are impoverished and struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then every once in a while, they'll sort of talk about Mars and how that's where all the rich people are and stuff like that. But you don't really see it. So that's also what kind of helps make this show such a Western is there's so much grit. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, still a sci-fi. So there's this old and new side mm-hmm. by side that's constantly happening. For Yeah. Like, you, I mean, you see a spaceship, like, flying down this road. And then there's, like, this dude in, like, filthy clothes selling cotton candy behind yeah. it. And you're like, yeah, that's that looks like my neighborhood, just yeah. with a spaceship. Right. Yeah, basically. <laughs> We're in Interbay. We're in Interbay, totally. Um, I, I didn't, that dude could not sell cotton candy in Interbay. The Magnolians would run him out in a minute. They don't come here. The Magnolians? <laughs> we're on the wrong side of the train tracks. We're literally on the other side that of the train tracks, Elliot. It's true. Yeah, Interbay is their moat. 
<laughs> oh boy, we both grew up in Magnolia. It's we a very did. wealthy neighborhood, and the people there are all terrible. Uh, yeah, it's uh-huh. true. It's yeah. true. The Sorry. perception of crime versus actual crime. Oh, good God! Is a joke. I, mm, I can't. I can't. Yeah, it makes me too mad. Um. Oh, uh, it's worth pointing out. Um, Jet and Spike have no fucking money. They are broke as hell. That's yeah. why there is no beef in their. Uh, is it beef and broccoli? Beef and beef and bell peppers. Beef and bell peppers. Yes. Sorry. Um, it's because they uh, uh, Spike apparently did so much damage during their last bounty mm-hmm. that they spent all of the money they earned. Spike has a bad habit of like complaining about things and be like, "Why are things like this? Who <laughs> let this become this way?" And Jet's frequently like, well, actually, yep. <laughs> it was you. Oh, you all along. It's always been you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Yes. Um, one thing I really dug is um, as they're, like, docking onto this planet, we see them enter this, like, space gate, and we hear all of these different automated announcements in, like, like ten different languages yeah. all at once. Yeah, It's very cool. It feels like, it, it tells you so much about the world instantly. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, you know. We globalized and we all went to space. Yeah, it, totally. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, you you have been to this place. Listener, it's just, this place is now in space. Yep. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's very cool. Very neat. Jet is going to go uh, talk to the cops for some clues. Um, and we uh, Which is interesting. A yeah. bounty hunter going willingly to cops. That is actually interesting. Yeah. yeah. We'll find out more about that later. Interesting. Yeah, no. I, I, I did not stop and think about that, but that's a great point. I think about everything. I, I know you no, do. I know, you're so powerful. No. <laughs> um, and Spike says he's going to talk to somebody. Uh, I don't know. Jet obviously does not trust whoever Spike says he's yeah. going to talk to, which kind of makes sense once we get to them. Yes. Um, a little bit. Uh, I, I have so many notes here that are just like half all caps because I'm just like freaking right, out too I'm much. Screaming. Um, Spike has this like amazing ship. It's pink. It, it's pink. They don't say this, but it's uh, called the Swordfish. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. That's how it's uh, known. It kind of looks, oh, that makes sense. It looks like a fucking sword. It like, does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it's, it's yeah, it's super quick and darty and beautiful. Pink. Um, <laughs> Jet has a robot arm. Robot dad? Cyborg dad. Dad bot. There we dad go. Dad bot. Dad bot. He has a very good dad bot. Um, so we go to this bar <clears throat> called El Rez, <laughs> where we meet these three old bums uh, who are playing cards. Uh near a very good cat mm-hmm. and they're oh. talking about digging a gate mm-hmm. and I believe the gates are what the space rings are. Oh, interesting. And I sort of speculated over what their function would be because mm-hmm. we see them so much in this show and we saw them so much in the first episode. Sure. I wonder if they're kind of a, a buffer uh, for ships entering and leaving a- atmosphere of different oh. planets but also to control the traffic sure, that's coming sure. and leaving different planets. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. I'm very curious about it. Yeah, because it doesn't seem to be... maybe They like, don't stop to explain them. No, not Which at all. is fair. That's, again, something this show does is it's like, figure it out. Yeah, this Speculate. show shows instead of tells. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. What? Something we're totally unfamiliar with after yeah. Naruto. <laughs> Um, so these two beautiful people from the mid-80s walk into this bar. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, the guy is wearing a trench coat and biker gloves. Mm-hmm. And I th- I think that was a fashionable thing in the mid-80s. It's kind of like, um, what's his face and Heather's kind of dresses like it. Oh, yeah. What's that actor's name? I am totally spacing. Uh, I mean, Paul. <laughs> I'm sorry, I killed Christian you, Paul. Slater. There we go. Christian Slater and Heather shows up with his beautiful wife, mm-hmm. uh, who seems very pregnant. Yes, um, in a in a beautiful purple something. Um, and uh, these are the uh, th- this is the bounty. Clearly. Yes, this is uh, this is Asimov, mm-hmm. the dude who they're hunting. Yes. Um, did the woman ever get a name? No, she never did. Cool. Which is too bad because yeah. she is such an interesting character. She's really fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, we like this show a lot, obviously. There are some issues. Yes. Like, this woman having literally no name. Yeah, she's just down in my notes as Asimov's girlfriend, and that's so sad. <laughs> totally. Um, but, you know, I mean, hey, now we're back in familiar ground. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> Treating women as non-entities. Yeah, no, why, why name them? Why name them? Why? Um, so this dude uh, asks the bartender for a Bloody Mary, but it's clearly a code phrase. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's trying to sell some drug called Bloody Eye yes. to the bartender. And they did mention uh, when they were looking him up as a bounty that he's on the run from a crime syndicate. Mm. He has broken from the crime syndicate that he was a part of mm-hmm. and is selling the drugs in his effort to flee from them. Totally. Um, he, uh, he gets taken into this back room. Well, I do have a note before this that just says, tits. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, the girlfriend <laughs> leans forward on the bar, but really just she kind of like rests her boobs on the bar, mm-hmm. and uh, they're in the foreground, and in the background of the shot are the three old men just slack jawed. Totally leering. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it's a well, it's an interesting shot, and also super kind of. Her breasts gross. are beautiful. They're <laughs> gorgeous. She is Fair. a beautiful woman. Yes, but mm-hmm. did we need to do this? Probably not. I don't. I don't think. I don't so. think it was necessary. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. So in the back room, uh, this dude Asimov. Um, oh God! Like the, the the bartender wants confirmation that it's the real deal. Yeah, and Asimov is almost eager to pull out this yeah. red vial, mm-hmm. and he puts it in this sort of like injection gun. Oh my God! And he holds it up to his eye, and there is a needle. And you're, you're listener, God. listener, you, think, oh, the you really you think. think it's gonna go into his eye? And you're like, oh, oh God, oh God! And oh. It turns out to just like be this like gentle puff mm-hmm. of red smoke that just like sprays directly onto your eye. Totally, like an eye test, right? Yeah, which is still pretty gross because yep. then his vision gets all blurry yeah. and his eyes turn like really red. He basically gets like really out. high. Yeah, yeah. it's. Ugh, um, it's nasty. Yeah, I'm so glad it wasn't he starts a horrible. Panting people. and like mm-hmm. starts sweating profusely, and it's it's a hell of a drug. Yep. <laughs> um, and then this was really fun. Some goons show up. Yeah, we're back in we familiar territory. Yeah, uh, nameless goons. There's nameless a lot of goons, goons in this show. They start shooting the bar yep. all to hell. Mm-hmm. They kill the bartender dude. Yeah, it's clear that it's. Asimov's crime syndicate that he broke from catching up with him. Totally. Um, the fight is crazy. Like, I, I, you know, describing a fight in a podcast is not, like, super interesting. Or easy. Or easy. <laughs> yeah. But it's really cool and it's really well cool. done. Yeah. Um, but every... it's kind of a standard, like, old western shooting into a saloon kind totally, of deal. Totally, yeah. Like, anything that you're imagining based upon that is exactly mm-hmm. what's going on. I did like that Asimov's girlfriend, who is, again, kind of the most interesting character in this yeah. episode, um, just fucking whips out a gun. Right, and, sl- just and just ducks behind the bar. Mm-hmm. Because, listeners, if you're in a bar and it's getting shot up, go behind the bar, because that's where the sturdiest wood is. Totally. Yep. It will protect you. It will. Yeah, you need that old wood. Uh, mm. Wow. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, and she starts shooting back immediately, which is cool. Yes. Um, she holds her own. She's, yeah. She's unafraid. Um, and then fucking, like, barbarian rage Asimov bursts out of the back, his eyes just, like, bloody and right. pulsating. We get shots from his POV, and mm-hmm. they're all, like, choppy, and, like, he just yeah. sort of, like, appears in front of people and, mm-hmm. like, shoots them in the face, and it's... it's totally. Yeah. He kind of looks like a killer robot who's, like, malfunctioning. Yeah. Like, his, like his vision, like, fades and comes back in and cuts and yeah. clips. Yeah, a malfunctioning Terminator. Yeah, yeah. Um, and emphasis on the termination, because he, like, fucking dodges a bullet. Um, and and then just horrifically kills this dude. Yep. Um, yeah, he kills all of these people, and it is clearly not the first time he has killed all of the goons yes. chasing him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this this is some this drug is some intense shit. And he's clearly been doing it for a while. Yep. Um, so they get out of there, and the bar is like devastated. Yes. And then, uh, then we get and then this we cut over. We find out really what Spike is cool up to. Scene where Spike is talking to uh, some kind of really bummer Native American caricature shaman. Yeah, like I didn't even really want to call him a shaman in my notes, just because it was so it's so appropriative. Like, yeah, it's really it's not good. For that sure. part. Totally. Has not aged well. No, not at all. At all. He's uh, talking to some, like, mystical, yes. totally Native American analog person of color. Yes. Um, who is, like, has, like, sand pouring through his fingers. Yes. There's a lot of fortune telling in this There's, show. Oh, there are, se- we meet several psychics. Totally. And they're oh, yeah. all right. <laughs> and they're all correct, yeah. Which is kind of cool. Um, but uh. this mystic that he meets, who does actually kind of turn into a recurring character. We mm. see him We see him in more than just this episode. That's too bad. Um, <laughs> he has sand running through his fingers and mm-hmm. uh, tells Spike where he can find his target. Spike is asking for food and uh, hitting a pipe, mm-hmm. which is fun. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, he says, The red-eyed coyote will appear at the Zona Norte at the far end of town. I'm like, oh, cool. Of course it's a fucking coyote. Of like, course. Great, great. Sure. Good fucking job. He calls Spike Swimming Bird. Yeah. Which was really interesting I, to me. I have no idea what that means, but it was cool. Because, like, birds generally have no business swimming, so right? Spike is, like, a person who doesn't belong anywhere. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Ooh, I like that Oh, you that know me lot. and my symbolism. Yeah. I'm all about this shit. No, that's fascinating. <laughs> but still, like, that kind mm-hmm. of speech pattern like did you really have to do it yeah i mean it, yeah it's uh my final note is this is cool but pretty racist yeah um <laughs> uh, spike says something about how he's uh, been killed by a woman before 
which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, the, the dude has this line that the bird will be hunted by this woman, and then death. And yes. Spike's like, oh, I've been killed by a woman before. He's like, Just, all right, one more time. Cool. Sure, he's into it. Sweet. Well, that's what Spike likes, I guess. Um, and then we cut back to Jet, who's at the trashed bar. Yeah, comes to the bar and walks in. Picks up some tequila. Mm-hmm. It's great. He's like, oh, the, oh, Presidente. Oh, oh, for free is for me. <laughs> Lucky day for me. <laughs> wow. Jet. Okay. Um, so more people uh, hunting for the bounty come in. Uh, and Jet just, like, ducks out of the way really fast. Because mm-hmm. um, he's a fucking professional. He is a professional. He gently encourages them to give him some information. <laughs> yes! Yeah. Uh, By which we mean they shoot their mouths off for about a minute mm-hmm. and make it clear that they know a lot more about what's going on. I actually didn't read them as bounty hunters. I thought that they were members of the syndicate. Oh, you could be right. Because they seemed to really know who Asimov was and mm-hmm. what he would maybe do next. Sure. Um, so Spike just gently, you know... Jet. Oh, yeah, sorry. Jet just <laughs> gently, like, reaches out from behind the bar and, like, gathers them close to him and, like, mm-hmm. points a gun to their heads and yeah. says, tell me everything you know. I-, I believe he smashes a beer bottle <laughs> and holds the jagged tip up to one of their necks. Oh, there we go. Yeah, in a big murder hug. Excellent. Oh, I would like a big Jet hug. Yes. Um, a non-murdery one. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Asimov is has still freaking out with his red eyes, and it's like clearly making him really fucked up. Yeah, um, and they the, go to yeah. a gas station restroom, mm-hmm. which is like not where I would go to calm down, but you nope. know, to each their own. Yeah, I did like uh, his girlfriend is like obviously so sick of his shit. She She's is. like done with this. She's she like, just... I'm gonna go buy us some fucking food so mm-hmm. that we can, you know, survive. Yeah, yeah. I'll see you later. <laughs> She's gonna carb him up so he can sober up. Oh, God. <laughs> um. <laughs> Asimov and Spike go into the same bathroom. And yeah. They both pee, and the or you know Spike pees, and Asimov is like freaking out. Yes. Um, He's uh, panting into a handkerchief. Which yeah. At first, I was like, more drugs, different mm-hmm. drugs, perhaps mm-hmm. chloroform. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe he's just coughing up blood. <laughs> Consumption. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then Spike just chastises him for not washing his hands well and then walks out. Yep, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Like, Asimov clearly has a moment where he's like, do I have to worry about this guy? Because right. he knows that there are all sorts of people coming after him. But Spike totally. is very nonchalant. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah, wash your hands, buddy. Wash your hands. I'm fucking slob. <laughs> um, and then Spike bumps into Asimov's girlfriend, yes. uh, knocking her groceries out of her hand. And it turns out kind of deliberately because mm-hmm. he starts to walk away and she's like, hey. <laughs> and he turns around and has a whole hot dog in his mouth. He has so a like, whole hot dog in his mouth. Bun and all. Yep, it's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he pulls it out of his <laughs> mouth and she's just like, you can keep it. <laughs> and he's so grateful that she lets him that he pulls out like the 10 other things that he stole the minute that she dropped the groceries mm-hmm. and like offers them back, which is kind of right. nice. He has a great line here. Sorry, my stomach just took over my brain. <laughs> it happens a lot. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Uh, he's obviously flirting kind of hard with this lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, he like, like does like a little magic trick for her where he materializes a cigarette out of his hand. Yes. Uh, it's very cute. Yeah, he's charming. Yeah, he's very charming. Very charming. Uh, we learn that, uh, that the woman is talking about how she wants to go to Mars and mm-hmm. get off this planet. Uh, and Spike says that he was born on Mars. Mm-hmm. And that's a great planet for rich people. Yep. Mm-hmm. That uh, tracks. Yeah. I like that the problems of Earth just followed humanity into space. Totally. Because that's exactly what would happen. Yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> um... We do learn that the term cowboy in this scene just generally means bounty hunter. Oh, I missed that. that. Yeah, um, because he refers to himself as a cowboy, and she's just like, you scummy bounty hunter. Mm. <laughs> she's immediately unimpressed. I mean, she's, she's pretty pissed. I was going to say, she's probably pretty over bounty hunters at this point. Yeah, because they've obviously been hunted for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, this, one, this is when Asimov pops up, and... Uh, reaches up behind Spike and starts strangling him. Yep. Uh, pretty brutally. Yeah, like, it's He seems to have, like... Really intense. He's ready to kill. Crazy, crazy strength. And I th- think some of that is from the drug. I think it's, like, a steroid, basically. Oh, totally. some other stuff going on. PCP, maybe, that you just spray mm. directly into your eye. Yikes. Great. Um. Um, and it's actually Asimov's girlfriend who makes him stop, mm-hmm. keeps him from killing him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so first, Spike does this kind of, like... The, the, you see his like hand move kind of weirdly as he's dropped out of the stranglehold. Yeah. He like brushes the dude's pocket, mm-hmm. um, and 
has obviously just stolen this drug after falling out of a stranglehold. He's an accomplished pickpocket. But then, the thing I was laughing about is, uh, Asimov asks his girlfriend why she stopped him, and she's just like, this is so fucked up. She's so done with it. She's like, I hate it when you're like this. Like, what what the hell? You need to stop killing people. Stop killing people. You're killing everybody. Stop taking all the extremely expensive drugs. Mm -hmm. Like, please just... Just stop. Let's go to Mars and be happy. Yeah, fucking fix yourself, dude. I didn't sign up for this. Right? Um, This dude is, like, getting fucked up off these drugs pretty clearly. He he definitely is. Yeah. Uh, I love that, like, so we cut back to Spike, who's still, like, unconscious on the ground where they left him, but they actually have a shot where they show how much time has passed Mm -hmm. because the cigarette that Spike had just lit Mm. when Asimov catches him in a stranglehold is, it's just a shot at that lying on the ground, it's burned all the way down and not even smoking anymore, just to show the time has passed. God, that's so good! Guys! Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're doing such a good job! Our standards are so low, you don't have to give us this, we don't deserve it. We don't deserve this. (sighs) No one deserves this. It's so, it's just such a good little touch. Totally. Attention to detail. Um, Jet finds Spike and he says, had yourself a nice little nap, huh? And then Spike said, I had a great dream. Yeah. It's just like, oh. They have such nice dialogue. (laughs) I know so much about these characters after like one episode. Just like I I felt like I I knew these characters halfway through this episode. Yeah. Just by the way that they comport themselves around each other. Totally. Yeah. Um, this show is so good. It really is. Um, so we, we finally get, you know, some of the details are clarified. Um, the uh, Asimov stole this super powerful experimental drug, mm-hmm. which is what he's using to pump himself up. It takes two months to make one vial of it, and yeah. he stole all of Every it. Every drop. Like, hundreds of vials. Yep. Um, <laughs> we're at another bar with the same fucking old men. The same dudes, and the cat followed them. And the cat followed it's them. It's great. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still bitching and moaning about what they did back in the day. Yeah. But instead of talking about uh, digging gates this time, they talk about planting seeds. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them, uh, yeah, insinuates that the other was planting seeds all over the place. Yeah, he was like, oh, you're always planting seeds of a different kind. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, God. Um, these are like the dirty old men at the Gimwa. Yeah. Like, I've seen these dudes before. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. And they're there every night, mm-hmm. talking about the same stuff over and over again. Yeah, that, that, mm, that bar is a trip and a half. Um, it, for non-Seattleites, that's a shitty dive bar. I love the Gimwa. I don't. It doesn't love a lot of people back. No, it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to be loved by the Gimwa. Um, Spike is hiding in this bar under a massive sombrero and poncho. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, okay. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Hmm. I mean, um, he doesn't, like, do a, a horrible accent. Um, that I can tell. It could be worse. Yes. Is what we will say. Yeah. It's... All right. Mm. I mean, I feel like they could have taken Space Tijuana and made it a lot more racist. For sure. So. Yes. But... I think the most racist thing is that Asimov just doesn't think anything of it. Of this dude in this fucking huge sombrero and, like, punch... It's ridiculous. It's something that you would see at, like, a gross, fratty Cinco de Mayo party. Totally, yeah. 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 You're like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. This is not necessary. Yes. Like, an explicitly racist Azteca. Yes. Like... Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, Mag-Azteca. Um, oh. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that made me sad. Oh. Uh, so Asimov tries to sell the drugs to Spike, um, and Spike is like, "Oh yeah, show them to me." Uh, and Asimov goes for his pocket, mm-hmm. which is you know yeah. where the vial is not totally because Spike stole it earlier. Yep. and he's so fucking pleased. He's so pleased that he throws it up into the air and shoots it. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, and then proceeds to just fucking kick the shit out of Asimov. Oh yeah, so what's really funny, I mean, earlier, because Asimov got the drop on him and strangled him, we didn't get to see any of Spike's fighting prowess, mm-hmm. but that's a big part of this show. Totally. It's just Spike's amazing martial art technique. Yeah. Um, and we get, like, a good few minutes of it here, and it is just a joy to watch. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. They pay a lot of attention to his fighting style and his choreography, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's great. Yeah, he just flows. He does. Yeah, it's it's so cool. The soundtrack is amazing during this part. Mm-hmm. I just watch it. I'm, I'm just gonna spam our Twitter with YouTube clips from this show, because it's <laughs> Sounds so good. like a good plan. 
Um, so the, the Asimov's girlfriend, God, I hate that we keep calling her that. That's I killing know. me. Um, we should just give her a name. Uh, Rochelle. Rochelle. Uh, Rochelle, uh, clearly, like, wants to shoot Spike, but, mm-hmm. like, can't quite bring herself to, she's, like, just sick of people dying. Yeah. Um, or maybe she can't get a good shot. I don't know. It's, it's up for debate. For sure. Um, but she's definitely sick of the kind of life that she's been leading with Asimov. And for she's sure. just hell-bent on turning things around getting to Mars and mm-hmm. having them finally live out their dream. Totally. Um, the other goons show up. Yep. Um, and Spike just kicks the shit out of them uh, while uh, Rochelle and Asimov steal a ship out of a gas station. <laughs> yep. Uh, Asimov gets the ship and uh, Rochelle does get shot and mm-hmm. it's right across her extremely pregnant belly mm-hmm. which seems like it's going to be very, very, very alarming. Uh-huh. And then out of the bullet hole, all of these vials start spilling out. So she was never pregnant that we know of. She like, was just a drug mule. She was a drug mule, but the drugs were outside of her body, which yeah, is great. Sure, but, um, yeah. but yeah, just vials and vials of bloody eye. Um, and Asimov snaps at her about losing the vials, and her yeah. facial expression is just total horror mm-hmm. and disbelief. And it's clear that, like, this is the last straw. Yeah. He's, he's really just pushed it too far. Like, she doesn't even recognize him anymore. Totally. It's so sad. Yeah. Um, Jet shows up, but they're already long gone. They've stolen the ship, and they're flying up into space. Mm-hmm. Um, they're getting chased by goons who Spike just fucking, like, handily shoots down. Yeah. Um, he's as amazing in his ship as he is. Like, like, his fighting is amazing. Like, his hand-to-hand and his flying is amazing. Yeah, he's like a savant when yeah. it comes to this He's stuff. just, like, beautiful to watch yeah. destroy. Yeah, yes. <laughs> at, at all points in time. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they so they Asimov and his girlfriend Rochelle, Rochelle <laughs> hop up, uh, going to one of the gates leading off of the planet, mm-hmm. and there are only what we can assume is like a hundred cops at least. Yeah, um, there are flashing this massive lights. blockade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a fucking military yeah. blockade out of this planet. Yeah. Um, and uh, Asimov is like pulls one of these vials out and just fucking squirts it into his yeah, eye. Yeah, he just shatters it right in front of his right. eye, like it. No, like, tiny bit of mist this time. Like, nope. a fucking huge glob of it. Yeah, it's um, just, ugh. And you can see this moment where, you know, wordlessly, um, uh, Rochelle realizes that they, they are never getting off this planet. Yeah. They are never getting to Mars. She says that. We'll never get out of here now. Yeah. I'll never see Mars. Mm. So and I guess not wordlessly. I guess wordfully. Yes, yeah, she, yeah. she says it. Um, Spike is coming up on them mm-hmm. and the swordfish... Um, and he's, like, sort of looking between the ship and yeah. looking up at the cops and is like, what are you guys going to do? Totally. Like, me or the cops? Right? And uh, She just looks at him. Yeah. And then it cuts away and it's silent and you hear a fucking gunshot. Yeah. And you're just like, what? What happened? What? Because it could go so many different ways. Totally. And instead, we see this blood just splattered across the windshield mm-hmm. of Asimov's ship that he stole. As and Rochelle is cradling his lifeless body mm-hmm. in her arms. She shot him. Yeah. Uh, and then a moment later, the cops oh. open fire and mm-hmm. just blow their ship to pieces. It's fucking heartbreaking. Yep. Uh, right before she dies, uh, she and Spike make eye contact and she just like whispers, adios. Yep. Uh, and then they're, yeah, it's... She, oof. yeah, she chose suicide by cop over totally. getting captured. And yeah. Um, and then there's this, like, brutal fucking snap cut. Mm-hmm. And they're back on the ship. It's just, like, the start of the episode. It shows... It does show her, like, falling through space. Mm. And she kind of unbends. And oh, all the right. vials are falling yeah, out. And there's this image of, like... Kind of, like, starlight against the shattered glass and totally. stuff. Totally. And I had never really, like, read it this way before. But it's, like, you know, her stomach that looked pregnant. And oh. instead it's all these vials. Mm-hmm. That's the symbol of the future, the future they were going to have together that could have been a child instead totally. of drugs, but he yeah. chose drugs and destroyed their future, and that's their future spilling out into space as they totally. die. Totally. Yeah. The fuck. It's, it's <laughs> beautiful. Um, and, and horrible. Horrible. Yeah. And then it cuts back to the ship, right back where we started. Yep. Jet's cooking, Spike's working out. Yep. <laughs> uh, he's making more uh, beef and bell peppers. Yep. With no beef. Yeah, because they still didn't no make any money. Mm-hmm. No bounty. And uh, Spike's kind of just staring off into space and probably like processing a lot of that 
and you yeah. just get the sense that it's nothing he hasn't seen before. Totally. It's like, it, it's like this is the end of another day. Yeah. Like, this was really tragic and beautiful and really powerful, mm-hmm. and this is a fucking Tuesday. And this is a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, jets. Oh, God, there's so much smoking in this show, and neither of us smoke. Like, God, it's no. cool to watch them smoke It is show. very cool to watch them smoke there's in this cool show. There's nothing cool about show. smoking. But don't, don't smoke. smoke, kids. Yeah. But no, animated don't. smoke looks really neat. It does look really cool. It's not helpful. Yeah. Don't Don't, <laughs> don't smoke. smoke. Uh, but Jet tosses Spike this cigarette through the, like, no gravity, and it just, like, yes. flies over to Spike, and he just catches it and takes a drag. Yeah. And, like, and that's the end. Yeah. Uh, we, every episode ends with this text, see you, space cowboy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so good. It's so good. It, it ends on such, like, a, a reflective, quiet note. Yeah. Um, God, this show is awesome. Yes. Uh, we're gonna take a little break, and then we'll talk about Session 2. We're just jumping in with our normal mid-show business. Um, uh, as always, thanks so much to Tony Whetstone for doing our art. Um, you can find his stuff on Twitter at MewBlood. That's M-E-W-B-L-O-O-D. Also, uh, don't forget to send us some emails. You know, like, just, hey, whatever. Like, I'm not even going to say the email address because I never do. Um, you can email us whatever you like. I don't care. I'm Paul. Are uh, you hating on Paul a little bit right now? <laughs> No. Some shade. Oh, I'm just missing him. Um, we do miss Paul. We miss Paul very much. Please um, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. It's the only way that Paul will agree to come back on the show. It's true. Yeah, he needs at least 10 five-star ratings. We have, I think, seven ratings currently that Ooh. are showing on iTunes, mm. uh, which is very exciting. I'm pretty sure that uh, my sister, who has never listened to a single episode, is responsible for at least one of them. Fantastic. Thank you for airing that on the podcast. <laughs> Don't yeah. ever listen. Totally. And the other, the other six are me on my six different Apple IDs. Perfect. Just kidding. I haven't reviewed the podcast, but I have thought about it. I don't know if it's ethical or not. I actually don't know if I have. I feel very squeamish about it. Hmm. Um, our email address is at Otaku the Town. Um, no, that's our Twitter. Our email address is Otaku the Town at gmail.com. Yes. And listeners, I'm not on my first beer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck else to talk about. Thanks for listening to this weird bonus episode. Yeah. Um, I hope you like this. Please um, let us know. This is probably where we're most likely to have guests. Um, yes, we would really enjoy having some guests on this segment yeah. coming up. We've got, we've got some people lined up. We yeah. just, it's always been scheduling this stuff. This is just spontaneous. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, and Paul couldn't do it um, because I strangled the life from him. Um, sorry. Well, no, we established that already. Yeah, no. This was... is not news. <laughs> It just made me sad to say it. I love Paul so much. Uh, I could never murder you, Paul. Um, anyway, this is probably where we'll have guests, so look forward to that, I guess. Um, or maybe we'll have guests on the regular show. I don't know. I just produce this shit. Yes. Um, let me know if you like it, or let me know if you don't like it, and I'll be really excited about either. Just that anyone reached out to us. Yes. Kayla, I'm Talk spiraling out of control. Please, we're still... Okay, oh, okay, all right. I'm going to pull us back out of this. Thank anyway, you. enjoy our bonus episode. And we're back uh, to talk about Session 2, Stray Dog Strut. That's right. There's a dog in this one. There's a dog in this one. Uh, so we start with a man in a bathroom. Oh, there's a lot of bathroom use in this show. There is. It looks very, very similar to the gas station restroom from the first mm, episode. Totally. And I'm just like, someone needs to clean these restrooms. Like, where are the civil servants? Well, kind of like you were saying earlier, this sh- this show's kind of gross. It's like filthy people in filthy places. It's grit. Yeah, it's gritty. It's... Which is a nice way to say filthy. Mm-hmm. Filthy. Yeah. yeah. It gives it, it. It all feels so desperate in a way that's really interesting. Yes, one thing that this show cannot convey to us, unfortunately, and maybe actually fortunately on our mm. part, is smell. Mm. But I'm sure it's a very smelly. Oh yeah, radar. no, this is this is yeah. It's a smelly place. <laughs> totally, you can you can tell by the incidental stank jazz. Yeah, oh, <laughs> it's like mm, mm, this world is rank. It's a New York sidewalk in the you middle can of taste summer, that where the uh, garbage has piled up high mm. enough on the sidewalk all over the place to be like taller than I am, like mm-hmm. at least five feet of hot garbage that yeah. hasn't been cleared away in a week. A little hot it's garbage fortress? Like a miasma. Like it, words cannot describe. Well, that sounds fucking disgusting. That's this planet that we're on, I'm pretty sure. And this bathroom. Yep. Uh, so there's this dude um, in a bathroom, and he has a briefcase, and it's wiggling. It's wiggling. He's uh. unwrapping like a bandage from mm. his face. 
uh, and flushing it down a toilet. Oh, I missed that. That makes a lot of sense. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned, listener. Maybe you'll figure out why he was unwrapping a face bandage as well. Oh, three men in white coats surround his toilet stall. Mm-hmm. They call him Abdul Hakim. Yes. Uh, and it, it, it seemed very weird to me. It took me a minute to be like, who who are these, why are all these men in like, they're not quite lab coats, yeah. but they have that vibe to very them. Very scientist Yes, yeah. yes, it's weird. Um, and then Abdul Hakim fucking kicks the shit out of he them. He destroys them. Yeah, he like kicks the, the door off his bathroom stall into them and yeah, just kicks all their asses. Yeah, he's very long, lean, and wiry, which is the same kind of muscular build that Spike Totally, has. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of like, like, power and, like, flow in this yeah. show, which is really interesting. People aren't necessarily super buff. They're mm-hmm. very compact, but they're strong. Yeah, yeah. They, like, like, Jet is beefy, but, like... Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, no, he's... The he's, other guys are, like, sinewy. He's my beefy dad bod. They're lean and strong. Probably totally. due to constant certification. Well, yeah, Maybe? sure. Yeah. And, you know, desperation. They're but not getting enough protein. They kind of move like water. It's, like, very fluid. They and actually like, say that in an episode. Oh, yeah? Someone describes Spike's... Fighting style exactly is flowing water. Well, it's like flowing, but like kind of inexorable. It's yes. like, yeah, I don't know. It's very cool. Uh, and then we go to maybe the best part of this whole fucking show, uh, which is Spike watching TV on his ship, and he's watching Big Shot. Yes, the, the show, show that's from- all about fugitives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Big Shot. It's so good. I almost want to do the cosplay of that cowgirl, oh but like God. that would be a lot. That would be a lot, but it's very tempting. If you do that, I'll cosplay the dog. Um, <laughs> uh, that's worth it. I'll, I don't know that I'll I'm do joking. It. I'm holding you to this. Um, uh, it, this I, I can't even describe this show. It's like two ludicrous cowboy caricatures. Yeah, it's like on like public access yes. television. Mm-hmm. It's very, and yeah, they're, they're total caricatures. This, this blonde cowgirl uh, and this, he... Is he black? It's hard to tell. He has he an of, accent in the dub, but, but it like, almost sounds—it sounds like a fake accent. It does, like, and I really don't trust. Yeah. I don't trust the show. No, not at all. I don't I think don't this is done well or sensitively. All. No, um, but he does have a big, funny mustache, and he does say, uh, "Oh, are you gonna say it?" Uh, there, which which thing does he say? Shucks, howdy! Shucks, howdy! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, boy. Um, so they're talking about Abdul Hakim, mm-hmm. and it's worth noting that the picture that they show of him doesn't look anything like the guy we just saw in the Absolutely. Like, different, like, height, build, ethnicity, yeah. hair, color. Like, Completely different. Yeah. Um, there's a very good shot in the show where the cowgirl says, <laughs> if you kill him, kiss the reward goodbye. <laughs> um, she's shrugging in front of a gallows at sunset in the desert surrounded by vultures. Yep. Um, <laughs> it may have been the funniest thing I've ever seen. Kayla and I had to go back. Several times. Yeah. Um, it's so good. It's very good. You just need to watch this. Like, uh, I mean, this whole show is very good, but this show within a show might be perfect. Um, except for the, you know, possible uh, ambiguous racism. Um, shucks, howdy. It does keep building upon that same idea that, like, cowboys are bounty hunters. Totally. Like, that's just, they're synonymous with each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that came to be in space. I kind of dig it because it's like an affected Wild West aesthetic on these people who live at the fringes of this, you know, endlessly expanding, like, you know, like... Yeah. Colonizing, trailblazing, whatever you want to call it, society. You yeah. know, it's like well, there are no cattle, right? So you wrangle fugitives. Sure. Well, it's it's like the creep of civilization, you know, mm-hmm. and the like. There just aren't enough law people to deal with. Oh, for sure. All, you know, all of the interstellar crime that happens. So there's this whole sub industry yeah. of bounty hunting. Don't they say there's like 300 million bounty hunters yeah, listening something to like this that. show? It's crazy. It's very good. Um, and then just like gets a phone call from Dr. Wiley from Mega Man. We're not joking. He is a dead ringer. Absolutely. It's 100%. just the same character just spliced over. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know who made this decision, but. Totally. Um, and he's really mad uh, because Abdul Hakim just got a bunch of plastic surgery from him. Yep. And ripped him off. Yep. Um, and so he's giving. He's informing them. Yep. A picture of what he looks price. like now. Yeah. At a price. But, but a pretty cheap price. Yeah. It was, it was 300 Wulongs, which mm-hmm. like. Which seems really. Was it only three hundred? He even discounted it to two eighty. So Jeez. like, yeah, chump change. It, but is so. I, originally, I was thinking a wulong was like a yen, and you know the quick... oh, way lower. I think. Well, but they said that 
there's later on they price a dog at two wulongs. Yes. And I was like, I feel like any given dog That's would be cents. worth more than two cents. Really? Yeah. No, he's just a two cent dog? It kind of seemed that way. Interesting. Like, that seemed super low to me because yeah. some of these bounties are like millions sure. of wulongs. And it's not like, even. In the very rare occasion where they do rake in a bounty, it never lasts them very long. Sure. So there's actually a chance that inflation is just so high in space <laughs> that you could make $300 million uh-huh. by capturing a group of like fugitives sure. and getting the bounty, and it would last you three months. Yeah. Well, and... Oh, they must have incredible expenses, though, like fuel and, like, yeah, I bet ships repairing are the ships and things like that. Yeah. But again, that still just seems sure. too high. It's hard to get a sense. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, once Paul's here, I'm sure he will yes. help us calculate we'll have the Paul value of the Wulong. Figure this out and mm-hmm. explain it all to you just beautifully, I'm sure. Yes, from beyond the grave. Um, <laughs> so then uh, we cut to Mars, actually. Yeah. Speaking of Mars, we get to see it. And we get a sense of the wealth actually just oh, coming into it. It's gorgeous. It's terraformed. Yeah. Um, it's climate controlled. Mm-hmm. Like they drive in over this wall that's just like spewing fresh atmosphere it, into the climate controlled area. Like, it's, it's like you see this dark red Mars soil and then yeah. just this like fucking insane contrast to yeah. brilliant polished chrome yep. covered in greenery. And yeah, like and just this lush. wall of mist. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Um, we rich got, people live on Mars, apparently. Right? I mean, this looks like a fucking rich-ass planet. Like, it, it all looks like, like the Whole Foods corporate headquarters or something. <laughs> it's just, like, so nice and Deep green. Cut. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no comment. Um... So Abdul's making plans to deliver whatever's wriggling around in his suitcase. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctor does say that he has something like special in mind for it. Yeah. Um, Nobody seems to know what's in Hakim's case. Nope. Um. Uh, he ducks into a bar, kind of. He goes in for tea. Oh yeah, so yeah. It's, it's like not a tea really store. a bar. I, I read it as it's a like tea a store. It's like a Chinese tea shop. Yeah, totally. Um, Vash <laughs> the Stampede is there. Yes. Uh, from Trigun, but totally. he has black hair, yeah. but the same glasses. Totally. It's very confusing. And uh, he kind of gets harassed by this guy while he's ordering his tea. Yeah. And so then he uh, kills a cockroach. Abdul does. Abdul does. Abdul Hakim. Uh, yeah, a man just bumps into him, and yeah. it's just like. <laughs> Oh, sorry about that. And Abdul mm-hmm. doesn't even look at him. He's like, what, you think you're too big to right. talk to me? And, uh, wow, his response is not proportionate. Kills a cockroach, drops it into his glass of tea, mm-hmm. and pours it down this man's throat. Yep. Forces uh, him to drink tea with a dead cockroach yep. in it. So that's how we know we're dealing with a psychopath. Indeed. Great. And then Bash the Stampede steals his briefcase and runs away. Yes. Um, and gets away, actually. Yeah. Um, he, like, jumps on top of a double-decker bus. Yep. <laughs> um... And uh, he starts to open up the case. And it, something growls at him. It growls at him. It's very cute. I wonder what growls at him. It's not a menacing growl at all. It's a very it's cute growl. It's very cute growl. Um, Spike is very confident about being able to get this bounty. He's like planning what he's going to spend all of his money on mm-hmm. already. He's like, I'm going to fix up the ship and I'm going to buy some Peking duck. And, yep. Yep. And Jet very wisely says, don't count your chickens before they're hatched. Oh, or God. should I say... Your ducks! <laughs> what a good dad! Such a dad. Oh. Such a dad. Um, we see even more of these like weird science thugs coming after Hakeem. One of them can only say, seems that way, in <laughs> response to everything way. that the other uh, scientist says to him. Seems that way. And I feel really bad for the other scientist. Seems that way. For exactly this reason. It's really good. <laughs> um, and then we meet the best pawn shop owner in, oh my in, 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 what, in canon, in He's all fiction. Incredible. Listen, uh, bro, here's the deal. Yeah. You can buy anything here on Mars from guns to human lives. Oh, he's like this valley girl. Oh, surfer. Surfer bro. He's got like a big pink star tattooed on his face. Yeah, and, and like, like this a... dragon tattoo mm-hmm. winding around his body, but he's like really like not built at all. Not he's at kinda all. kind of scrawny. Totally. Um, I loved him. He has a blonde mohawk. He's very good. Yeah. Um, He's... He's consulting Spike uh, as Spike is in like his weapons shop, sort yeah, of. Totally. But the way that they open the shot up, it looks like he's kind of looking at bondage at first. Oh, there's like whips and stuff, Ooh. and like what Ooh, looks like that. a harness. Yeah, and I was Ooh. like, what kind of store are we in? Because he's like, I'm looking for a pet shop, yeah. any kind. And I'm yeah. just like, what's happening? Where are it's we? Like, it's a weapons the shop. The twist is that I'm the pet. 
Uh, wow. <laughs> so the Valley Bro's really impressed by Spike's nunchuck knowledge. Yeah. And that's why he tells him about the shady pet shop that yeah. apparently is really exclusive information, mm-hmm. which is very cute. Uh, cut to the shady pet shop where Vash the Stampede is trying to sell this really bizarre and kind of indescribable woman, uh, whatever's in this case. <laughs> yes. Um... And then Spike shows up and thinks that this dude is Hakeem after yeah. yet more plastic surgery. Yeah, he thinks he's just had his face changed again. And Vash is like, I don't, why are you, can you not point it at me? I'm just trying to, to sell this box. And the, the woman goes, my babies are very sensitive, please. <laughs> yep. uh, and it's great. Um, she has a turtle on her head. She does have a turtle on her head the it whole time. does not throw pinwheels no. or admonish children. Indeed, it indeed. It is not a ninja. Nope, no, no headband. Just, just a turtle. turtle. This is a hat turtle. I feel it's important to clarify after totally. our last episode. This is more normal. But yes. Yeah. I don't know. This is not Naruto. Totally. Thank God. Um... <laughs> uh, they make uh, the woman open up the box, and it's a corgi! Yeah, she's so delighted, yeah. um, but she does say it's just a Welsh corgi, and they're very common, and mm-hmm. it's worth nothing. Yeah, two Wulongs. Two Wulongs. Again, we, uh, no price Which for that. Which seems very low. Yeah, I mean, a two-cent corgi. If we're being gener- like generous, it's yeah. like two dollars. Sure. Like, it's nothing, mm-hmm. especially not on Mars. Totally. Yeah, yeah, I guess on Mars, yeah, they're mongrels. Um, Just like you, listener. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry for all the times I've called you that. Um, just kidding. I love you. You know I love you. Um, Spike leaves. Spike leaves. He's just done with it. He's, <laughs> He's like, over oh, it. okay, it's a dog. That was wrong. Just as uh, Hakeem shows up to take the dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, who attacks him? He, yes, fucking bites him on the face. He doesn't even hesitate. Yep, and knocks over a bunch of animal cages and runs away. Yep, all the animals are her babies. Her are babies. Being loose. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's uh, a her, uh, and then there's this awesome chase scene. Um, yeah. And, like, Spike, I think, yeah, gets back into it because he sees, like, oh, like, oh, shit, Hakeem, that, that wasn't That's Hakeem, him. this is Hakeem. That's definitely And so, him. like, Hakeem is chasing the dog, and Spike is chasing Hakeem, and the goons are chasing everybody. Yeah, it's um, kind of like one of those old, like, British comedy scenes, or, like, a Scooby-Doo totally. chase scene where they're, like, running through hallways and opening up different doors. But and... it's like a Scooby-Doo chase scene if it was really fucking cool. But it's very cool. Yeah. It's actually good. It's a lot of fun. There's so many good chase scenes in this show. They do movement and like yeah. momentum so well. They really do. It just like it compels you to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So so stop this. <laughs> stop tear this. these ear tear these earbuds out and go watch this episode. Go watch Hakeem throw an unreasonable amount of fruit at the dog. <laughs> he throws fruit at the dog. They interrupt a game of go, mm-hmm. uh, and then they get to a bridge where uh, Hakeem and Spike sort of are facing off from mm-hmm. each other, and mm-hmm. the dog is between them. And I was like, oh my god, it's just like the ending of Airbud. Oh my god! <laughs> That's how they're gonna resolve this. Who does the dog oh choose? Oh my god! Oh, oh, except it's not between a young boy and a gross old clown. Yeah, it's between a it's very really plastic surgeried man and. Airbud is just the origin story of garbage it. boyfriend. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually this whole series was was inspired by Airbud. Um, they really loosely interpreted the fiction. Um, there's very little basketball. Anyway, uh, so anyway. they're fighting, uh, when the dog's just, like, hanging out. Just like, watching. This is pretty chill, right? yeah. yeah. I'll watch you two kick each other. Um, and then this, it's like a garbage boat I or something? I think it's a garbage boat. Yeah, it goes beneath the bridge. The dog jumps onto the canvas that's mm-hmm. over the boat, uh, and Hakeem immediately jumps after him. Mm-hmm. And Spike jumps after Hakeem, and the dog does something very smart. It's very cool. It jumps from the top of the boat back onto Spike, making them fall into the water. Totally. Uh, And it means Hakeem gets away. Uh Uh-huh. But the dog definitely wants that. Oh, yeah. The dog is like, this is a good person. Mm -hmm. I will take this good person, Mm -hmm. get away from the bad person, but this is not what Spike wants. Oh, no. Spike (laughs) is pissed. Um, He's left with this fucking dog instead of his bounty. Yes. And then Jet gives their dog a call. Yeah, they go back to the Bebop, which is the name of their main ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jet gives them a collar. And Such a good dad. Spike goes on and on about how much he hates kids and pets. Yep, kids and pets, they're worthless. He hates them. Uh, and the dog bites him when he says this. Yes, which <laughs> seems very deserved. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is a smart dog. This is a very smart dog. Yeah. Um, uh, Hakeem <laughs> emerges from the canal like a horrible shark monster. Yes, it's like the creature from the Black Lagoon. So he just like walks up out of it. Yeah, well, two kids kind of fish him out. Yeah, yes, like yes. their their lure gets tangled in his mm-hmm. hair, and mm-hmm. he just like they're like, oh, I have something really big, and then this like 
you know, seven foot man <laughs> climbs out of the river. And just punches them? Yeah. Yeah, and walks away. And he says he has two hours before the drop off. Yeah. So clearly he's gotta he's gotta catch that dog. Yes. Um, he tries to delay the drop off, but they just won't. They bail on him. They bail on him, so he fucking crushes his phone. Mm-hmm. Um, what a what a villains with anger problems. He has in this. serious anger problems. Um, we do cut back to the, yeah. the scientists, and this mm-hmm. time we learn that they are in fact scientists. Yep. Uh, they're talking about experiments and what they refer to as a data dog. A data dog. Whatever. That we get no mean. explanation of what a data dog is at any point in this episode. The corgi is a USB drive, which I love. An elaborate yeah, USB. Yeah, it's drive. a USB. T- Totally. Yeah. yeah, you can just plug it into your ship and download all sorts of schematics. There you go. That's how it works. This is, uh, you know, piracy in whatever century that they're yeah, in. For sure. The future of piracy. But like, I love dogs. that they don't explain it. It's data dog. Right? Cool. Yeah. This dog seems smart. It's a data dog. Something, something experiments. Great. Yeah. Cool. Good luck, viewer. You infer what you will. I love it. Make your like, own decisions. Right. I can. I, I have ideas about what that means, and I kind of understand yeah. it from the jump. And and no fucking eleven year old has explained it to me three <laughs> times as part of right. an elaborate flashback. Well, and that's just what a good story does. Yeah. Right. Unless it's, you make your own decisions. It's showing. It's showing without it's telling. Showing. Uh, and then we see another fortune teller. Yes, a um, sidewalk psychic with a parakeet. Indeed, indeed. Yes. This one does not appear to be uh, a horrifying caricature. No. Um, who offers to help Hakeem find what he's looking for. Yes. Um, meanwhile, Spike is just walking this dog around the city. Yep. <laughs> That's their plan. He. There seems to be like an actual plan, maybe. Uh, you know. Maybe, yeah. I think he's kind of using the dog as bait. Because it's sure. obvious Hakeem really wants this dog. Totally. Um, and Spike really doesn't want this dog. He just yes. wants the bounty. Um, meanwhile, well, we flash back to the science goons um, who use some kind of a dog whistle um, to get the dog, which it turns out is just a big dog whistle. Yeah, but they do have a very good conversation It's so about good. It. So they turn on the dog whistle. A really surly scientist says, oh, I can't hear anything. And then one of them says, it's too high pitched. Only dogs can hear it. And he goes, oh, I knew that. I, I was just testing you. It's, You're just like, really? It's so good. All the incidental characters in this show are just delicious. They are. They're actual characters. Mm-hmm. Dialogue. They do a good job. It's wonderful. Totally. Um, And then every dog in the city goes nuts. Yep. And so there's just swarms of dogs running towards this whistle, including yeah. our poor little Corgi. Of course. Yep. He uh, runs away from Spike uh, right past Hakeem. Yep. Um, the fortune teller is very funny here because the fortune teller is like, I sense it. It's close. It's close. Oh, it's right there. <laughs> and then the dog runs past. Yep. Um, it's pretty good. It's very, very good. And then, of course, Hakeem <laughs> runs after the dog and the psychic just goes, my money! My money! <laughs> uh, well, not again! Right? You would think he would have known. Right? You yeah. Know? Like, seriously, get the money up front, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you're fucking psychic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and then, God, this is just so good. Um, There's Hakeem, a gold space DeLorean. There's a gold space DeLorean outside of a wedding? It's so it's like, just married on yeah, it. Yeah. It's like the, yeah, the limo for this new private Newlywed couple. And the groom says, are you happy, my dear? Uh, and the bride says, everything is perfect. And then Hakeem shows up and just punches the fucking groom and, and the t- bride screams Harold <laughs> so Harold oh. the Scarecrow ended up having a really wonderful life I on know. Mars with he a gold was, DeLorean and he, a beautiful wife you know, he, with all that skin he made himself a beautiful body he did uh, and then he got his car stolen and by Hakeem by Hakeem <laughs> um so the the uh, the goons have a net gun and they're trying to catch this this poor little corgi that's running after them. It's not working. Uh, but Hakeem grabs the dog um, yes. and he drugs it with a spray that made me very sad. Yeah, it was very sad. I didn't like that at all. Um, uh, do- Spike is in close. Oh, sorry. Oh no, no, go on. Yeah. Spike's in close pursuit in the swordfish and he's he's pissed off. <laughs> Spike is furious. He's so mad. It's hard to describe how. Uh, more and more his anger has been mounting over the mm-hmm. course of this episode, but mm-hmm. it has. Every time that we've mentioned him at this point, he's just gotten a little bit angrier. <laughs> yes, yes. He, uh, he's a, having a bad day. Exponentially madder. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, just as Spike closes in, um, the dog wakes up. Um, and then Spike starts, like, crushing the car with his ship. Yeah. It's very cool. Keeping speed with the car mm-hmm. on, like, this highway at sunset over the water. Like, it's, it's actually so very, very beautiful. Yeah. It's a little distracting mm-hmm. while this, like, chaotic violence is going right. on. Um, it's a great maneuver. He's, like, pushing yeah. it down to, like, try to pop the tires. Yeah, it's, it, like... Kind of like what a pit maneuver is for cops, mm. but if they were driving spaceships instead. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. 
Um, and then the dog starts driving. Yes. Um, the dog drives. Yep. It's just great. Jumps up on the wheel and so starts hitting moment. all the weird space buttons on yep. the steering wheel. It has clearly driven gold space DeLoreans before. Absolutely. He's a data dog. He's got that data somewhere in his fur. Somewhere in his USB drive. Um, and he like the dog like makes the car go off the road, and mm-hmm. there's like the the goons shoot a harpoon into it, so they're like all linked together. Um, and then uh, the dog just like leaps out of the window of this yes. car, careening to its doom. Right. Um, and the goons and Hakeem fly off the road. And, yes. Well, oh. Spike has a moment where mm-hmm. he has to choose whether he's going to keep pursuing Hakeem oh, right. or save the dog. Mm-hmm. And he's he says, shit, this is why I hate pets. Yep. And he goes for the dog. He saves the dog. He saves the dog. So, so good. He, he has a good heart, mm-hmm. we learn. Um, so Hakeem is caught by the police who uncover this horrible experimental, you know, dog research on dated dogs. We still have no idea what it means. Right. And the way we find out about this, after mm-hmm. the crash, it cuts away back to oh, being right. on the Bebop, and it's another episode of Big Shot. <laughs> yes. Where Shucks Howdy. Shucks Howdy. Here's how it went down. Mm-hmm. Nobody got this bounty. And the pet shop lady is watching it. Yeah. Actually, back yeah. on Mars. <laughs> she has this moment where she's like, a corgi? Huh? The same one? She no. says, I doubt it. <laughs> uh, and then it cuts to her telling Vash to put more work into cleaning up the shop. Yep. So things she has, end well for her. Yeah, she's made him into an indentured servant. Yes. Which is problematic, but, yeah. you know, hey. <laughs> um, the dog is happily on the ship. Uh, Jet's just giving him a bath. Right. Um, he shakes himself out on Spike. Yes. Just cause, you which know. is perfect. Yep. And Spike's just complaining about mm-hmm. how much he hates having him there. Yep. And then Jet just points out, he's like, you brought the dog back here. Right. You brought the dog here. Yep. Uh, it was you. Yep. Spike <laughs> then threatens to eat the dog. Yes. Um, and, and that's, that's the end. It's that's great. It. See you, Space Cowboy. Yep. They have a dog now. Now we are a team of three. Yep. Totally. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. I'm sure nothing else will happen. I'm sure nothing else will happen. No, yeah. no more characters. No more characters for a while. This That's is the it. end. That's all we need. That's all we need. Is yeah. uh, two hot dudes and a corgi. Mm, mm. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm happy. Oh, my dad, my boyfriend, and my dog. Aww. Aww. Oh boy. All right. Uh, well, hey. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. We certainly did. We definitely a did. All right. Like, this was great. This yeah. is a good show. We really, we knew we were going to do a bonus episode. Mm-hmm. We weren't sure what we were going to cover. And honestly, yeah, when we decided on Cowboy Bebop, it was just good and right. And then we started watching it and just screamed a lot. Because yeah. we had forgotten how good this show is. Totally. I've, I've seen this series more times than I could count. There was, like, a lot of... Like, we're not really joking. Like, we, like... We would just, like, pause and just, like, furious take, furiously take notes while, like, giggling and shrieking yes. a little bit. But even though I've watched this series so many times before, mm-hmm. it has been a few years, and honestly, like, it's hard to quantify to you how good it is. Yeah. Like... It's just excellent. Totally. So I hope you like this. Uh, we'll probably do more of them. Uh, it's going to be a regular. You know, this is this is a whenever we feel like it, whenever yep. we have extra time. But slash... we're going to go through it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. We'll do the 26 episodes and the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you will enjoy every bit of it, you mongrels. Yeah, you will. God damn it. Um, unless you stopped listening to this already to go watch it, in which case you, you Great. already did Perfect. enjoy it. Thank you for listening to yeah. us. All right. Well... On, th- on that weird aggressive note, uh, I've been Elliot. I'm still Kayla. And, as always, if you're going to do an anime podcast with some of your friends, maybe consider actually watching a show you fucking like sometimes. I mean, yeah. Majestic. Would you like some? Ooh. Oh. We're giving the cat drugs. Oh. He loves it. Well, sum me up. Oh my god, he's shooting it oh. into his eye. Oh my god, he's getting so angry. Oh god, no, Kayla Duck. Oh god, Kayla Duck. Oh. Wow. Oh. He's so good. He's the good drugs. He oh yeah. He's like, mmm, I'm gonna put that in my wife's dress. Mmm, I'm gonna escape the planet with that. And all my 30 million wulongs worth of that nip. Oh, he's upside down. Oh, and now it's on his head like a little beret. <laughs>